We must show the world what a free economy can do to reduce unemployment, to put unused capacity to work, to spur new productivity. So when people want to succeed, I say to them, find out the dream that God has for you and then give it your best shot. And with that, you'll be successful. We can restore our economic strength and build opportunities like none we've ever had before. All we need to begin with is faith, and that dream will come true. All we need to do is act, and the time for action is now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Tandem Radio, the good news on business, where each week we seek God's guidance in our business relationships and answer your questions as we walk in integrity together. We want to welcome all of our radio and global internet listeners to the program. And now, here's our host, Glenn DeLakian. Good morning and welcome to Tandem Radio Live on the Bridge FM and uh, broadcasting live, of course, on the internet at tandemradio.com. I'm your host, Glenn DeLakian, along with Peter Grandich. And together, our goal is to help you walk in integrity as you do business every day. For those of you who are new to the show, our concept of the show is basically to interact with those who have questions about commerce and business. Perhaps you're an entrepreneur or you want to be an entrepreneur or you work in ministry. Uh, but week to week, we will pull our, uh, from God's Word, of course, and uh, from the experience of ourselves and our guests and uh, try to answer those questions that are on your mind to help you better succeed. We believe the Christian walk is a 24-7 journey, and the old adage of all is fair and love and war just doesn't apply when it comes to the Word of Jesus. Many professionals often feel pressure when trying to follow God's uh, teachings as they do business in a secular environment. We hope to encourage you and uh, show you how to do your best and seek our Lord's guidance every day in your professional and personal lives. We'll be opening the phones later on in our show at 800 800- 575-9564. That's 800-575-9564. You're going to want to write that down because we have a special guest today that's filled with a lot of information and you want to get, you're going to want to get your questions answered. And since we're also live on the internet, of course, you can email us at uh, tandemradio.com. You can go to the website and drop us an email and uh, send in your questions that way also. I know we get uh, calls on, or, or contacts, I should say, from Facebook from all over the country of people who tune in on the internet and we welcome our our, uh, uh, global listeners as well. Today's topic is sales is not a dirty word. Um, And uh, we have our special guest author, Eric Taylor, with us today, who's going to talk about sales. I know often when people hear the word sales, they right away jump. But quite honestly, in uh, Exodus and Leviticus and a number of books of the Bible, they talk a lot about the do's and don'ts about sales. So it's not something that uh, we're to avoid. It's something we're to embrace. And uh, today, um, as you know, Peter and I will uh, be working together and going back and forth. Peter, why don't you uh, introduce yourself again for our audience just to bring them up to speed on what you've been up to. Sure. Great, Glenn. Uh, you know, first of all, in a capitalist society, sales is part of the business. And if you, if you can or don't do sales, you, you can't survive in a capitalist society. So I, too, look forward to hearing what Eric has to say. My background is very simple. I uh, do a couple businesses. One is a financial blog at Granditch.com. And then the second is Trinity Financial Sports and Entertainment Management, which is a Christian uh, uh, faith-based business. I deal a lot with professional athletes and especially through sports ministries, both the Fellowship of Christian Athletes and Athletes in Action, 
Whereas a diehard Jet fan, I get to work with the New York Giants. <laughs> so I always know God is working in my life just when I have to go there each week. There you go. There you go. And and for those of you who, again, might be new, uh, my background is business. I've been in business since I was seven years old, uh, so they tell me. And uh, I can remember my first sales was were selling uh, my toys to neighborhood kids in the backyard. And uh, I've done many consulting projects, have uh, d- been involved in many startups, uh, been involved in uh, sales and acquisitions of small to mid-sized businesses, and uh, just excited about integrating God's Word with business on a daily basis. Glenn, I see you in that backyard the first week, two people. I see 50 people there the next week knowing you. <laughs> well, work in the neighborhood is where I learned how to work my network group, so uh, it all starts somewhere. But as we do each week, we bracket our show with um, uh, Scripture, and uh, two Scriptures, or actually three Scriptures I pulled out this week that I think apply to our topic. Is First, was Leviticus 25.14. If you sell land to one of your countrymen or buy any from him, do not take advantage of each other. You know, Leviticus, as I said, Exodus, sales directives are all involved throughout the Bible, uh, and this is great advice. What is it telling you? Basically, a good deal is a good deal for both sides. Don't take advantage of the other side. Proverbs 11.26 hits the nail right on the head, which, again, uh, people thinking sales is a dirty word. God puts it in a very positive light. Proverbs 11.26, people curse the man who hoards grain, but blessing crowns him who is willing to sell. So, obviously, God had a plan there. I also wanted to just touch on two others. Psalm 126.6 is one of my favorites. And although it's not just for sales, it applies to business in general. Since sales is, uh, I think, the lifeblood of a business, um, I thought this was really applicable. And this psalm has gotten me through many struggles. He who goes out weeping, carrying seed to sow, will return with songs of joy, carrying sheaves with him. You know, in today's economic times, a lot of people like to just roll over, you know, and, and they don't know what to do. Or, or I hear sales, especially salespeople, you know, they keep themselves very busy, uh, but they're not really productive. And I'm sure Eric's going to touch on that as well. Um, but uh, I think it's so key in today's economy to realize that we really need to take whatever it is we got and get out there in the field and keep knocking on those doors, keep going to see people. And like it says in Psalms, he who goes out weeping, even though you're not happy about it, if you're carrying your goods with you and you're going out to sow them, will return with songs of joy carrying sheaves with them. Because even in a down economy, there's still people who prosper. And the the uh, psalm, the um, scripture that we're going to wrap up with, and again, you can say, see I'm passionate about sales. We actually have four scriptures today. Luke twelve thirty three, and I think this just encompasses it, and, and you'll see why I put the why I covered this. Sell your possessions and give to the poor. Provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out. A treasure in heaven that will not be exhausted, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. Of course, that's the ultimate goal, right, Peter? Absolutely. Well, Peter, um, sales. You've obviously been involved with sales. You've come across some salespeople. Um, what are your thoughts before we introduce our guest on sales? Well, it's kind of unique for me, you know, as a, as a young man that didn't even finish high school and uh, was went to work on Wall Street in 1984, where there it's mostly people who are trained, college educated, and so forth. I was thrusted into a, an area where sales is thriving. You know, in March of 1984, I began as a stockbroker. And by September of 84, I wanted to quit because I couldn't do at all what really, at, at back and then, what a broker lived off, and that was cold calling for new clients. Mm-hmm. I mean, the first person to hung up, I was done. In fact, of all telemarketers like me, there'd be no telemarketers. <laughs> because uh, I, So I actually started my newsletter as an alternative to sales. And then I remember the, the sales manager sitting me down on one of the early days and said this, and I think Eric will enjoy this as well. He said, Peter, if you want to be successful in the brokerage business, don't discuss three things, politics, 
religion, and other men's wives. <laughs> and other than the other men's wives, I violated those first two numerous times. And I'm certain Eric will share about us, you know, situations like that. But sales is, look, like I said at the beginning, Glenn, sales is a, is a natural phenomenon in, in, in a capitalist society, which we are. It's how you do it and, and why you do it and what you're trying to receive is going to make the difference. And I'm sure our guests will be sharing that with us. Absolutely. And, you know, it's funny you mentioned the cold calling aspect because um, we're going to intro Eric. And then right after that, uh, we'll take our break and then we'll come back to talking to Eric about some questions we have and about his new book, which I'm really excited about. But uh, it's interesting because cold calling, I think, is the biggest fear for salespeople. And I'll never forget years ago I was at an um, event, um, a seminar actually, and it was for sales managers. It was only people who, you know, Know, had sales teams and um, I was managing a, I think a team of about 20 at the time and I'll never forget the guy said what's the biggest fear of salespeople and everybody said oh cold coin cold coin cold coin and, and they said what's the number one reason why you fear cold coin and somebody yells out getting thrown out so he said okay we have 300 sales professionals here how many of you have ever been physically thrown out from a sales call and only one guy raised their hand of and you could see from the type of guy was why he got physically. But the point was, he says, you fear something that will never, ever actually happen to you, he said. And, and you got to break that. And it was interesting how many of those professionals had never, right. th- their fear had never been realized. But again, our guest today is uh, author, speaker, event coordinator, uh, and a lot of hats, right? Uh, Eric Taylor. And we're excited to have Eric because he's uh, New Jersey born and bred. And uh, he's right in our backyard. And he's written a great new book that Peter and I have been breezing through called Mastering the World of Selling. Uh, so that and other things he's done. Eric, why don't you introduce yourself to our guest, our listeners? Sure. Glenn, thank you very much. First off, uh, really appreciate you having me on the air today with you and Peter. It's exciting to be here. And I'm, I'm, I'm really jazzed of your uh, passion for selling as well. So it's, uh, it's one of mine. I, I've, I've been a student of selling since I started. So uh, which is I started. I didn't start as young as you did. Oh, okay. Um, I think I started I, not so much professionally, but at 18 years old. Oh, there you go. Started selling pots and pans door to door in you. New Jersey. Uh, I think it was five ply stainless steel waterless cookware. Um, and you still know the pitch, right? I still know the pitch. I mean, I remember my first sale. Actually, I closed. I closed the deal on my first sale. So, oh, wow. uh, so it's been exciting. But I think uh, you know. I believe my belief is everybody sells uh, in some way or another. Everybody's selling something, and so. The, the, the thought is that sometimes people think that it is, uh, you know, you're either a born salesman or you're not. Mm. And that's not, that's the farthest thing from the truth. Right. Um, the, the, the true sales professionals are the ones that study the craft, study the science, study the art, and they, um, and, and they do that on a daily basis. And that's, and that's how they become a, a sales professional. So that's so true. And you know, it, it's funny because again, Average people usually mention sales, and I think people shy away when someone says to them, well, what do you do? You don't hear people say anymore, I'm a salesperson. You know, years ago, they used to do that. Uh, but it's the lifeblood of any business. And if you're a business owner out there, no matter what part of the business you're best at, you have to realize, you must admit, that without the sales to make the wheels turn, nothing's happening. Yeah, even if you have a service company, you have to sell the service. So you know, Right, right. I like, I like the uh, Zig Ziglar. Uh, I'm a big fan of Zig, and he's probably like 84 years old now. I think he just turned 84. Wow. And uh, he, uh, just one of the things he says, which I love, is that you know, no, no, uh, no oxygen, uh, no life, mm, right? right. No, no sales, no, no money, right. no business. So it doesn't matter all the operations, everything else you have. If there's no revenue coming in, there is no company. That's right. That's right. And what I'm amazed at is I, as I flip through your book, of course, you've tapped – uh, the expertise of dozens and dozens and dozens yeah. of people, and uh, uh, many of them, my favorite author, or, you know, or read authors, I should say, and uh, um, people that I know I've learned a lot from in the past as well. And it's right. interesting, and we're going to talk right after the break about how you put that together. Um, but uh, you know, again, 
if you're a business owner out there, if your sales staff is not listening to today's show, today's the day you want your sales staff listening to the radio. So take some time, uh, get them on. We're also going to uh, have, uh, we'll give you some information on where you can get Mastering the World of Selling because it's just launching, which Eric will tell us about in a little while. And again, if you haven't uh, done it yet, you can uh, write down the phone number at 800-575-9564. That's 800-575-9564. In the uh, second half of the show, we will be taking your phone calls. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, if you haven't uh, checked out our website at tandemradio.com, there will be a link to Eric's website on there, so you'll be able to reach him through that, and uh, tandemradio.com. You can also email your questions there, so if you have questions during the show, um, we have a lot of things lined up today. We're going to talk about a number of topics. Of course, Peter's got his economic report coming up in the second half of the show, and uh, we have um, some great questions for Eric and uh, some emails that have come in. Eric, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about relationship selling, right? Absolutely. I think that's key, and, and I think that's some a word that often doesn't tie in to sales. So I know after the break, as we're coming up to a, 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 in a minute, um, uh, we're going to get into some unique aspects of sales and some unique angles that maybe you as a business owner or you as a salesperson out there haven't thought of but can really have a big impact on what you do every day and uh, help you to increase those sales numbers. So stay tuned and uh, stay locked in to uh, the Bridge FM radio network uh, where we broadcast live every Saturday. Don't forget to tell your friends 11 a.m to noon every Saturday, the good news on business, Tandem Radio Live, each week with Glenn DeLakin and Peter Grandage. Fellowship of Christian Athletes, FCA, has become a worldwide Christian sports ministry. The vision of FCA is to see the world impacted for Jesus Christ through the influence of athletes and coaches. Currently in the U.S., we have over 8,000 FCA huddle clubs meeting on junior high, high school, and college campuses each week to help these athletes and coaches to grow in their faith. For more information, go to our FCA link at tandemradio.com. You're listening to Tandem Radio, the good news on business. Call our show at 1-800-575-9564 or visit our website at tandemradio.com. Jobs in the economy, the most pressing issues for Americans today. What would 50,000 new jobs and $25 million in grants for new businesses do? TurnUSAround.com has the answers, and you can be part of history as our grassroots movement stimulates the economy. Whether you need a job or want to start a new business, the strength of America depends on the well-being of her people, and quality, thriving businesses creating new, high-paying jobs is what we need the most. Join TurnUSAround.com as we help people across the country with goals that include 50,000 new jobs, 2,500 new businesses, and free student scholarships to help young people get the start that they deserve. Join the movement. Become a member and spread the great news. Find jobs, business opportunities, scholarships, and much, much more at our website, TurnUSAround.com, where helping yourself can help others. Hi, my name is George McGovern, Director of Athletes in Action in the New York metro area. Athletes in Action is a global pioneer and servant leader in sport ministry. AIA staff and volunteers have shared the gospel with athletes, coaches, and sports fans around the world. Locally, Athletes in Action staff are training godly professional and collegiate athletes to do the same. 
Whether it's a father-son breakfast, a sports clinic, or a school assembly, AIA creates opportunities for athletes to share the good news. For more information, go to our Athletes in Action link at tandemradio.com. Well, welcome back to Tandem Radio Live. We're excited to be here with our guest, author, and uh, um, I have to say uh, trainer, teacher. Uh, I've listened to um, some of uh, his CDs. Eric Taylor is here with us in the studio today, and we're just excited to talk about sales and how sales is not a dirty word. Now, Eric's new book, Mastering the World of Selling, just came out, and uh, he'll tell you how to get a hold of that. Of course, you can go to the link on our site to find out more about Mastering the World of Selling by Eric Taylor. And uh, we're going to start off today with um, what Eric and I just talked about, relationship sales. Now, Eric, I've done a fair amount of sales training in my career, Mm -hmm. and one of the things I always try to teach salespeople is a three-step process, relationship, concept, product. So many times salespeople walk into a a, a situation telling them all about their products, and of course, as you know, three-quarters out, the the person could care less. They probably tuned out 25% into it, and the the sale's done at that point. But building that relationship is so critical, and I think that's where a lot of salespeople miss it. And people, uh, the old adage, people love to buy. They don't like to be sold. You come off from a relationship standpoint, obviously, it's much more impactful. So so talk to us a little bit about relationship sales, Eric. Well, you, you hit it on the head, and certainly as uh, people, you know, it's funny because you mentioned, uh, you know, people don't, uh, people love to buy, they don't like to be sold, right? right? And that's uh, the gentleman who wrote the forward for our book, Jeffrey Gittimer. That's really his uh, mantra. That's what he says all oh, the time. Okay. It's really his tagline, and it's true. So when you think about it, uh, and you said build, and so as soon as I hear build, I think rapport. Mm-hmm. And that's really what people want to, want to know first is that do you care about them? And there's so many cliches around that. People won't right. care to know when they know you care, but right. it's true. And so some of those basic concepts about people do business with people that they know, that they like, that they trust. And I believe that when you first and, – and a lot of the authors and contributors in the book Mastering the World of Selling will, will say the same thing, that when you first meet someone, the first thing you want to find out is you, know, you, you want to build a rapport and find out more about them and so you, they understand that you care about the end result of whatever it is you're trying to uh, persuade them if that's what you're doing right. or, or expose them to as far as your product or your service. So mm-hmm. that relationship is critical. And you know, testimony of that right now, of course, is, is the internet. When you think about the web and you think about LinkedIn or Facebook or any, right. any of those, it's all about community and relationship and being authentic and transparent and does the person walk their talk. If you feel that, if one feels that when they're communicating with you, they're going to be much more open and receptive to not only engagement – Right. But then, then sharing information with you to help you guide them to make the right choice about your product and service, if, if that is the right choice. Mm, right, right. Makes sense? You know, I think a lot of salespeople miss the fact that many of the people they're actually selling who are decision makers don't really know about a lot about the product or service they're selling. You know, I know, I know new people, especially new salespeople, they go in there nervous and I tell them all the time that, you know, you probably already know more about your product or service than, but what they care about is what you just said, the end result. You know, right. is it going to do what they need it to do regardless of the technology and what's involved? And of course, the more high tech it is, the less they really understand. But I've seen it time and time again. Those guys who come out of the gate spewing sp- facts and figures and all that stuff. But it's all about, like you said, building that relationship. Eric, I've been going through the book, and I I honestly, I've been really enjoying it, just a chance to look at it. And one chapter that hit here for me, I spent a lot of time on the road speaking at conferences and all. And uh, I've seen people, and I know there's something about 30 seconds or 60 seconds, people make the judgment. You have a chapter here, nine biggest mistakes salespeople make in their presentations. And when I looked at one and two, the people that I can remember that turned me off right away, failed in one and two. And the first is unclear thinking and no clear structure. They'll start a talk 
and they'll go off and they'll branch out and all. And they, you say to yourself, when's this guy or gal coming back to the topic <laughs> right, at hand? Right. Talk a little bit about these mistakes because so much now, even though I know it's, you know, Internet and everything's come, but still there's that sure. time that you have to stand before people and all. And there's so many common, very rare. In fact, I sit up. When I see a speaker that's really got it, sure. you know, versus yeah. how many times you don't have it. Sure. Uh, you know, and thanks, Peter. And, and actually, it's Patricia Fripp, uh, who, who, who is in that, um, who donated that, donated that chapter, wrote that chapter for the book. So, you know, it's engagement. And not only is it engagement, and you're right about some of the, some of the aspects of selling have changed, and the Internet has changed some of that. But when it gets down to belly to belly, right. just like when you're sitting in an audience watching a speaker, it comes down to, you know, are you clear in what you're going to communicate? So is, is there clarity in that? Um, and that comes down to confidence. It comes down to your delivery as well. And then, you know, where are we going in this conversation? Mm. And more importantly, and, we, you know, we're all from Jersey, so right. it's like, get to the point. Also, it's just just not senseless banter about, and like you said, going off on some vine and then not coming back. But stay clear on this is these are these are the uh, initiatives, and this is the topic that I would like to discuss today. Here's my pet peeve in presentations: sure. when I see somebody reading it almost verbatim, sure, no matter how nice they were or dressed and all. I feel they don't have as as much grasp of it because if they did, they wouldn't have to read a speech verbatim. Is reading a speech verbatim? Most times, not a good sales presentation, or is it necessary sometimes? You know, I think it's okay to have bullet points and go to some notes That's if you fine. need yeah, to. But, yeah. but overall, no. I mean, I, I would I would recommend not right. doing that. I, I want eye contact. I want engagement. Absolutely. And, you know, sure. also, I, I'd rather have, you know, you speaking more than I'm speaking because I can't learn much by me speaking. I'm learning more when you're speaking. So I want that kind of dialogue. So I would say, you know. You know, know what you know, and then go. You know, fly the plane. Go out and and engage the person and right. ask intelligent, emotional, interesting questions. And one last thing while sure. we're on that subject: the other thing I've noticed about people is they don't have a great opener, and almost always the ones that fail have a terrible closing. In fact, you don't you don't leave understanding well what was this all about. You're more confused than before the person. So I presume your first couple of minutes and the last couple of minutes are perhaps the most important part of your presentation. Well, you certainly want to come out of the gate strong and engage, so that way you're interesting. They think you're interesting. If if you're the reason why someone's not interested is because you're not interesting. <laughs> so right. that's important. And then on the close, uh, of course, if you or, or if you will say starting the opening of the relationship, but at the end of the presentation would be some type of summary of so there's an understanding and clarity about what we just what discussed. About, right? What was this discussed? And then you better have some kind of call to action. And right. that hopefully action is going to be we're going to start doing business together. Yeah, the call to action is so important. I mean, uh, you know, if you're, especially if your audience is falling asleep, you know, you got to wake them back up sure. and bring them back to reality. Now, you know, sales obviously there's going to be times you're going to be doing group presentations, but most of the time sales are more of a one-on-one yeah. type of presentation. Is even when you're doing a presentation, there's typically one decision maker, and I think identifying who that is, especially in a group, is so important. But on the one-on-one basis, I, one of the keys, I think, is really watching the person you're communicating with and, sure. and not just giving your speech. So why don't you talk to that a little bit, Eric, about some of the telltale signs when you're looking, besides them falling asleep and snoring in front of you, you know, what, what yeah. are some of the telltale signs that people see across the table? Yeah, thanks. You know, it, it comes down to, number one, the engagement like we talked about, and, and that would be called, and I think you're referencing, buying signals. Mm-hmm. And that, mean, that that's anything, whether you're on a date or right. you're out with your wife and she's looking at her watch, she wants to go. It's, it's a buying signal, and oftentimes that comes down to it's a physiological. It's body movement. It's eye contact. It's are they nodding their head up and down? Yes. Uh, are they looking at their watch? Uh, so, you know, it's said that communication 
60-something percent of it is physiological. And, right. you know, you can tell that. And so they say, you know, I don't get a good vibe from that person. Mm. That's, that's, that's physiological. And right. so do you have that rapport? And you can tell if you're, gaining, if you're not gaining rapport, you need to sit back, reevaluate right in, right in, right. The, right in the, your, your presentation and go, what do I need to do to engage this person? Right. And think about that. But it's, it's certainly the physiological or the non, or the non or the, you know, the, the nonverbal signs are really the key that you should be also listening and looking for. All right. And it, it, that's a good point. A true sales professional, too, has to be ready to break their stride if they need to. You know, I'll steal from the old adage from the Marines. You have to adapt, improvise, and overcome while you flow, right? Right. There you go. Yeah. I mean, so many times, again, you see salespeople, especially in the training aspect, where they're just they're locked into their pitch. And no matter what they're getting back from the person they're talking to, they're staying on their course. And that doesn't get you where you want to go. No. I mean, you know, again, people want to, they want to feel like they're being understood and they're being heard and the only way we can do that is by asking intelligent emotionally based questions that are, that and, and also come into the dialogue knowing what what you know or what you need to know and also knowing that nowadays because of technology you probably go on if i come in to see you you already know everything about me you've mm-hmm. probably done your due diligence the only reason why i have an appointment with you is because you've already eliminated three other salespeople or companies because you went online and found out all the information that's so I better point. come in with something that is that is going to bring value to you right away. If I ask you, you know, tell me a little bit about your business, you're going to be, why don't I tell you where the front door is, Eric? Because you should know about my business before you come in. Right. Critical point. Right. That's so important. And um, before we get back to our questions, uh, just wanted to touch on, again, the book, Mastering the World of Selling. It's kind of a unique approach, Eric, how you pulled this together. Why don't you just tell us a little bit about the book and how it all came together? Uh, as I mentioned, I mean, I started selling when I was 18, so I immediately became a—I really, you know—I became a student of sales, and the whole philosophies, methodologies, processes—they they just intrigued me beyond. I, I literally, I literally just wrote about this yesterday. I, I closed my first—I started selling pots and pans door to door. My first appointment I went on, I closed a $1,500 package number one of fine china and cookware, hooked. Wow. I was like, it was floating through. I was floating out, you know, in the air after that. That wasn't your mother, was that it? That wasn't my mom. Okay, I, and you're supposed to, you know, some warm market, but it wasn't my mom. Um, she didn't buy for me, actually. So, <laughs> <laughs> so but, um, you know, that, that got me interested in, the, in all the different psychology and philosophies and methodologies. So uh, I eventually went on to own a franchise, a sales training franchise. Mm. Um, and then uh, when I sold the franchise, I realized that there's not, and I knew this prior to, there's not one way to sell. Everybody has their own style. Everybody has okay. their own way. Mm-hmm. And so through, through, you know, learning and reading through the years, I wanted to put together a book that had the best of the best in sales training. So that's exactly what I did. I mean, I just went out there and talked to all of the top sales training companies, not just the sales trainers. Like Zig Ziglar, of course, is in our book. Tom Hopkins is in the book. Brian Tracy is in the book. Jeffrey Gittimer is in the book. But there's also Dale Carnegie is in the book, the, right. the company. Miller Hyman, Huthwaite, the Taz Group, um, Sales Performance International, mm. Mercury International. These companies do global business uh, around the world with multiple, multiple sales trainers with, with a whole bunch of different ideas and philosophies and methods. And so when when somebody gets this book, it's like a desktop resource for right, them right. to be able to go, okay, I need some information on presentation, cold calling, closing, engagement, questioning strategies, presentation, you know, the whole. And so there's this, you know, it's 385 pages of information to empower you wow. 
to, to remain a student and learn from and pull what's best for your personality. And that's really where, you know, that's really where the idea came up. Yeah, that's great because it kind of reminds me of Scripture in that where in the Bible, you know, we always tell people, get to know your concordance. You know, if yes. there's something you want to talk about, when I want to, when we were going to talk about sales say I went to the Bible and I said, where does it say sell in the Bible? And I went through all the – so if you haven't turned to the back of your Bible and checked your concordance, you're missing out on a whole plethora of information. But like your book, Mastering the World of Selling, I think – you hit the nail right on the head there. It's kind of like an encyclopedia of selling. I mean, yeah. if you're, especially if you're going into a certain situation, you can actually flip to the uh, uh, the title pages and see what relates to who you're going to talk to and the situation you're going into, yes. and you can get that information right from you. Well, we're here with Eric Taylor today, author of Mastering the World of Selling, and uh, we're going to be back after the sponsor break. Listen close to our sponsors. Uh, they got some great stuff for you as well. Uh, we have a powerful show coming up next week, which we'll talk about as well, and uh, after the break, we're going to go back to talking to Eric. Our phone number is open 800-575-9564 that's 800-575-9564 call in with your questions we'd love to hear from you it's back rev gen 2010 frenchtown new jersey labor day weekend saturday september 4th and sunday september 5th five stages two full days and over 60 artists toby mack skillet cutlass reliant k rick nicole the oc supertones and many more great for the whole family skateboard and bmx exhibits visit revgen.org for ticket info that's revgen.org we'll see you there it's a vital part of my spiritual life necessity physically like we have to breathe air and drink water and eat food mission 897 reaching new souls every day your donation will help the expansion of our signal in tinton falls long branch south toms river cream ridge you can help donations accepted online at bridgefm.org or by phone 888-861-6100 that's 888-861-6100 the bridge across to truth When potential clients Google your business name or what you do, do you come up in the top five? If not, someone else is getting many of your sales opportunities. Search engines like Google and others are becoming more important to generating new business. With more people tuning out traditional advertising, search engines allow you to show up when customers are actually searching for what you offer. You Can Be Found has a proven record of helping businesses get found with rates that fit your budget. We offer free website analysis to help you understand your best options. For more on You Can Be Found, please click the link at tandemradio.com. Jobs in the economy, the most pressing issues for Americans today. What would 50,000 new jobs and $25 million in grants for new businesses do? TurnUSAround.com has the answers, and you can be part of history as our grassroots movement stimulates the economy. Whether you need a job or want to start a new business, the strength of America depends on the well-being of her people, and quality, thriving businesses creating new, high-paying jobs is what we need the most. Join TurnUSAround.com as we help people across the country with goals that include 50,000 new jobs, 2,500 new businesses, and free student scholarships to help young people get the start that they deserve. Join the movement. Become a member and spread the great news. Find jobs, business opportunities, scholarships, and much, much more at our website, TurnUSAround.com, where helping yourself can help others. You're listening to Tandem Radio, the good news on business. Call our show at 1-800-575-9564 or visit our website at tandemradio.com. 
There are times in life when everyone needs a caring attorney they can trust. As your lawyer, I will always treat you with the utmost respect, honesty, and care when representing your legal needs. The Law Office of Judith Amorsky handles criminal, municipal, civil, and family matters, business needs, real estate, and estate planning. I also handle debt reduction and bankruptcies. To make an appointment or to speak with me directly, call Judy Amorsky at 732-683-1227 or follow the link to my website at tandemradio.com. Well, welcome back to Tandem Radio Live. We're excited to be here today with the author of Mastering the World of Selling, Eric Taylor, and uh, he's in the studio with us. We're going to come back to Eric in a few minutes and uh, talk more about such an important topic, sales and uh, how to build uh, sales leads is one of the things we're going to talk about and some other things. Uh, but before we go there, of course, each week, Peter Grandich has his economic segment that I know a lot of people uh, hang on to listen to. So, Peter, what do you got for us this week? Well, unfortunately, Glenn, it's more of the same. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, things are uh, not too uh, bright economically. As you know, I've, uh, the, whatever rally I expected the stock market to have from the lows in 2009 has petered out. market is focused on two things. Uh, obviously, jobs this past Thursday. We had a surprising bump up in the number of unemployment claims, and that led to a sell-off in the stock market. But I think another uh, really bad piece of news that got a little bit of attention uh, is that uh, apparently the mortgage programs that were created a year or so at the bottom of the market that was supposed to really help turn the real estate market is, is failing. Over half the people you have already gone out of that program. Mm. And Those so, are the government programs. Yeah, the government program. So what's happened is the Real estate market again is being uh, you know overloaded with uh, you know declining uh, prices, uh, short sales, and a whole bunch of others. While people are not seeing any bright signs on the job, so it's not giving a lot of people incentive. So I think that's going to remain. Although as we get towards Labor Day, I suspect that we could have a little technical rebound in the market. But then I think after Labor Day. We're going to see the market start to focus on the November elections. Mm. And as much as I think that the, the House will turn back to Republicans and there's a chance in the Senate, I don't think this is just a clear get rid of the Democrat vote that's coming. I think what's going to take place is get rid of the people that people feel have been entrenched in Washington. Right. So I think incumbents, especially those that have been in for a long, long time, are going to face perhaps the most upsets of incumbents ever in, in an election. And then there is the potential, and this is only the potential, that if somehow the Republicans sweep in, there could be somewhat of a re relief rally towards the end of the year, as the perception will be that Republicans are supposedly better for business. Right. And, and if that happens. But again, I, I'm not too bright on that end. Uh, I continue to suggest that uh, um, uh, the U.S. market will continue to underperform most other world markets. This past week, we had news that China officially surpassed Japan as now the number two economy in the world. Wow. And Eric can maybe touch on that, but if you want to do sales in the next 20 years, I think you better know how to speak Chinese, too, because <laughs> uh, that's coming that way. But uh, I continue to favor, you know, if I am in the market, places like China, India, Brazil, and Canada. Canada is perhaps in the whole Western world the best fiscally sound country, unlike ours. And the last uh, couple areas, as the gold market continues to work higher, it's still a market I favor. I know a lot of people are interested and concerned about income, uh, and they look at bonds. I think treasuries are extremely overvalued. If I had to be in the market in bonds, I'd be in munis versus treasuries. And one last note, Glenn, and this might be of interest, I, uh, 
people should be very concerned about what they're doing in estate planning at all times, but particularly now. You know, uh, after this year, uh, the uh, you heard the story about the gentleman that used to own the Yankees. He died this year, and right. it literally saved a couple hundred million dollars to his heirs because there's no tax this year. But as of January 1st, it reverts back to 55%. Wow. And uh, so I would be concerned because there's a there's no clear direction of what Congress is going to do because no one knows what Congress's makeup is going to be regarding uh, things that relate to estate planning. So if you are doing estate planning, it's always important to have a will and things like that nature. But you, if you can, you might want to hold off for a few months until after the election because depending on who wins and what happens could be different changes in, in things that relate to estate planning. So that's my last financial comment for the day. Well, thank you, Peter. And uh, I'll tell you, after hearing that, it, it, it lends right back to that Psalm 126.6. He who goes out weeping, carrying seeds to sow, will return with songs of joy, carrying sheaves with him. You know, regardless. Are you trying to say that people weep all the time after I'm done speaking? (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, regardless of what um, we see in the market, there's always people making money out there. Somebody's turning a dollar. Can I just say this, and maybe this is leading, Derek? It's so true that adversity creates opportunity. And let me just tell you an example. For years, I used to have to travel before the 9-11 into the World Trade Center, and there'd be a guy that sell those little umbrellas for $3. It got cloudy, they were 5 It started to rain, it was 10 If it was pouring, it was 20 He proved that adversity creates opportunity, <laughs> right? Absolutely. <laughs> that's right, that's right. Well, um, we have uh, about uh, two minutes before the break, and I uh, just want to get into another question with uh, our author of uh, Mastering the World of Selling, Eric Taylor, and I'm uh, glad he's in the studio that's today. Um, what motivated you, real quick, Eric, yeah. and then we'll come back with some more questions. What motivated you to actually write this book or pull it together? You know, uh, Glenn, it, it's, it's really wanted. I wanted to provide value. I mean, I've been I've been blessed in the fact that I've been a student of selling. I've been successful in sales in a lot of different industries, and uh, also training sales. I just I wanted to provide a, a phenomenal product that salespeople, business owners, sales managers, vice presidents of sales can go to 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 help educate them. Really, it was just it was. It's more of a service. I mean, I really wanted to provide the value because when you when I talk to most salespeople, they don't have a process, they don't have a method. They're flying by the seat of their pants and they're failing. Right. And you know, a lot of people fail into sales. As many fail out of sales because. They can't generate the revenue. They just can't. They just can't create business uh, because they they think that just just going out and talking to people is enough, and it's not. It's becoming a student of the art and science of selling, and and then going, then taking massive action, right, right. and and applying it. And, and there's so many practical strategies in this book from a wide range of methodologies and philosophies that if if it resonates with you, you can put it into your toolbox, right. bring it out into the marketplace, and you can make a difference. Mm. That's really the that was the motivation. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of the old adage working smarter, not harder. Now today we talked about this before in today's economy, if you're if you haven't figured out that you have to work harder to make ends meet <laughs> You're a nut, you know. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're expecting, you know, it's a whole height of insanity thing, right? If you're you know, same action over and over again, expecting different results. If you don't know, you have to work harder. But here's the key: you really have to work smarter. Absolutely. I mean, you know, you have to, you have to, at you, the highest level of intelligence possible at this point, because you're, you know, everyone only has 168 hours a week. So you better be effective in those 168 hours that you have to, to, to create relationships and, and, and drive revenue. And that's really, that's really the key. And you, you have to, you have to work smarter and you have to do things different. And sales has changed forever. Right. Right. Forever. 
That's a great point. I mean, you know, again, if you're chasing your tail and you're out there working real hard and you're not seeing results, that's the time to step back, reevaluate, and, and certainly a good time to step up to the bookstore and, or get online and order Mastering the World of Selling. Uh, there's just some great stories in here. I mean, Peter can't put it down since he, we brought it in. And, and uh, I thank you, Eric, for bringing them hot off the press today. Sure, us. they I are. Mean, uh, they're actually, uh, I got some ink on my fingers, I think. Uh, from these. <laughs> Absolutely. So, uh, and, of course, don't you leave here without selling, uh, signing them because uh, I know. So uh, uh, this is just going to skyrocket in the months ahead. But uh, we're excited to have Eric Taylor with us today. And, uh, of course, the whole concept of our show is the good news on business. And uh, it's all about encouraging people who are out there to make a difference. But most importantly, making you realize or helping you realize that uh, walking in the Lord is something we do seven days a week Mm -hmm. and something that can apply very well to your business. And I'll tell you, if I had learned about the Bible, what I've learned in the last 15 years, if I had learned about when I first started my sales career, I know I would be in a much better place today. Uh, thank The Lord has blessed me in amazing ways, yes. and I thank him every day for that, and uh, uh, I can't. I pinch myself sometimes that he even lets me walk this earth uh, with the quality of life that I have, but uh, uh, it's so true that the answers are all in the book, and, and again, like I mentioned before, if you haven't made good use, especially in this tough economy, if you haven't made good use of your concordance and you're not digging into the Lord's Word every day, you're missing the most powerful strength you could possibly pull into your business. We'll see you right after the break on Tandem Radio Live. The Fellowship of Christian Athletes, FCA, has become a worldwide Christian sports ministry. The vision of FCA is to see the world impacted for Jesus Christ through the influence of athletes and coaches. In 1956, 256 high school students went to the very first FCA camp in Estes Park, Colorado. Last summer, we had over 48,000 athletes and coaches attend FCA camps all over the country. For more information, go to our FCA link at tandemradio.com. You're listening to Tandem Radio, the good news on business. Call our show at 1-800-575-9564 or visit our website at tandemradio.com. Jobs in the economy, the most pressing issues for Americans today. What would 50,000 new jobs and $25 million in grants for new businesses do? TurnUSAround.com has the answers, and you can be part of history as our grassroots movement stimulates the economy. Whether you need a job or want to start a new business, the strength of America depends on the well-being of her people, and quality, thriving businesses creating new, high-paying jobs is what we need the most. Join TurnUSAround.com as we help people across the country with goals that include 50,000 new jobs, 2,500 new businesses, and free student scholarships to help young people get the start that they deserve. Join the movement. Become a member and spread the great news. Find jobs, business opportunities, scholarships, and much, much more at our website, TurnUSAround.com, where helping yourself can help others. Hi, my name is George McGovern, Director of Athletes in Action in the New York metro area. Athletes in Action is a global pioneer and servant leader in sport ministry. AIA staff and volunteers have shared the gospel with athletes, coaches, and sports fans around the world. Locally, Athletes in Action staff are training godly professional and collegiate athletes to do the same. Whether it's a father-son breakfast, a sports clinic, or a school assembly, AIA creates opportunities for athletes to share the good news. For more information, go to our Athletes in Action link at tandemradio.com. 
Well, welcome back to Tandem Radio Live. We're excited to have you listening in today. And uh, we're here with author and um, uh, speaker and event planner, Eric Taylor. And uh, Eric's had a pretty dynamic career in sales and marketing. And we're going to come back to uh, bringing uh, those questions back to play. And I think Peter had something in mind he wanted to share. Yeah, Eric, you know, it's funny. You said something just before you went to break there about how sales changed forever. I remember when I started in the brokerage business back in 1984, it was a legal pad and a pen. In fact, when I started to publish my newsletter, you, you typed it up. It went to the printer. He typesetted it. They printed it. They folded it and mailed it. And three or four days later, people get it. Now I write a blog. I have a thought. And 30 seconds later, it's up on, on there. And nobody really goes around with a legal pad anymore. What did you exactly mean when you said sales changed? Forever? Yeah, that, that's a great question. And, and, it's, and it's funny because what you just said, uh, Peter, was that you write a blog now and it's up. And, and, and thousands among thousands of people have access to it in a nanosecond. Just like those people have access to your blog, they also have now have access to your company website, your products and services, your LinkedIn account, your Facebook account. The, the, the prospects now, as I was referring to with Glenn, know more about you than probably you know about you almost before they invite you in. So, mm. so although I, I did say sales has changed forever, when you get belly to belly, that hasn't really changed. Mm-hmm. Relationship dynamic hasn't changed. Um, but broad marketing. Broad has, marketing yeah. has changed. The the social media is the new cold call now. It's and people know that are trying to make cold calls. You can't get through a phone system. You can't get through a phone system when you're not cold calling. Right, right. Trying, <laughs> you know. So so the dynamic of of starting the relationship has has changed, and that that has changed forever. And now people I just think are just more cognizant of the value that you're providing, mm. of that authenticity that you're providing, that transparency that that you're providing, that expertise. Right. That you're, that's what that's what's changed about sales is the entry of it. And now also because of the speed of everyone's expectations of service is the once you develop that relationship is clients you need to service clients better than ever before because I, I i just i love saying this because your best prospect or your best customer is somebody's best prospect mm. and so you better be continually providing value 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 to that relationship every way you possibly can that's right um i have a i have an acronym that i just uh, and I, it's called i can and i believe that this is this is the the way to do business now and so it's simple it's, it's you need to be innovative is the i you need to certainly be collaborative and come up with ideas with them and collaborate with them, partner with your clients. You need to assert that. That's the A in I can. And then you need to nurture that relationship like you've never nurtured anything. So if you're looking for a long-term, mutually beneficial relationship, you need, that I'm, uh, you need to know, Peter, that I'm there with you through every step of the way. I'm, I''m almost working for you. I'm in your business, I'm helping you. That's a very good point, real quick, because we recently had to purchase a car. My feeling was once you buy the car from that salesperson, <laughs> they'll have nothing to do with talking to you until about two, three years when they start calling you again. And yet the person we both know, Greg and I have a friend that we've been buying cars for a while, is he constantly follows up during those yep. two years. And I don't mean just yeah. sending you a birthday thing, sending you news about cars, asking what's happening and so forth. Yeah. That, that's a very good point. Well, yeah. I'm, sh- I'm sure Greg Webb is listening. And, uh, I know he oh, we got, the, we got to say his name at Ray Cotera. <laughs> yeah, are you allowed to say that? <laughs> yeah, we are allowed to say that. But uh, it, it's funny because, you, you know, you make a good point there, Peter. You know, when, when I got my car um, about a month later and uh, I got a blanket. Uh, and it said, you know, thank you for buying your car and whatever, whatever. Okay. And, you know, it was really nice. It was like something different, you know, unique. And uh, I didn't get a blank. You didn't get a blank. <laughs> I was going to say that. So I guess 
Depends on how you treat your salesperson, uh, I guess. But uh, but no, go. I mean that follow up is so important. And and you're right. I mean he does keep in touch in this case, and 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 it makes a difference because especially and that's an interesting industry because you go into a car industry sure. and that's where you usually hear those proverbial stories yes. you know, about oh boy here we go. But of course this guy's not like that, and I wouldn't think of going anywhere else to even consider to get a car. And uh, is that good enough, Greg? But uh, anyway, <laughs> but, no. But seriously, I mean it's all because of that follow up and relationship. Yeah, absolutely, and and, and showing that that you actually you sincerely care, not that fake care right. you know but and so so sales regardless i think of whatever product you're, or service you're selling these days the whole transactional uh, that word is out it's right. not just transactional anymore you just don't give me money go away bye that's right uh, it, to, in order to develop that long-term mutually beneficial relationship where you're going to be a referral partner for me and you're going to want to refer me um, that's really what you're looking for that's really that's the goose that laid the golden egg that where you continually keep me top of mind because I'm keeping you top of mind right. as my client right. I'm, I'm consistently and repeatedly providing value above and beyond mm-hmm. so the two things if you have a report card as a salesperson it's it's getting unsolicited referrals right which is gold. Everyone wants to, to get exactly. a referral, have a build a referral based business, right? Yep, yep. And then somebody doing repeat business with you. Mm-hmm. That's those are the two things that you should be judged by. If you're doing those things, you will have a uh, uh, plenty plenty of reasons to go to the bank. Right. Um, well, that repeat business aspect is so important. And so it seems like such common sense, but most people blow that. I was talking to a company the other day where uh, we were working on an acquisition and. Uh, uh, the guy was telling me how he has a client base of 10,000 customers, and he has about 150 of them that he deals with regularly. I almost fell out of my seat. And, and the guy said it so nonchalantly, like, that's the way you do business. I, I, like, I couldn't believe it. I'm sitting there going, man, oh, man, did you blow the gold mine? I mean, you know, you, you, you caught a little vein there for a while, but you stopped digging, you yeah. know? And it's amazing how people don't realize. Not only that, I was involved in an expansion where we had dealerships across the country uh, a few years back. And um, when we expanded, we did a lot of surveys. And mm-hmm. one of the surveys, we found that it's a, it's 11 times more profitable to maintain an existing sure. customer than to far, uh, to forge out a new one. Yeah. It was incredible, the statistics. It really, and the average person sat there like spinning. Their head was spinning. They were sure. blown away. Sure. Yeah. Eric, yeah. as a Christian... Uh, the evil one uses fear. Sure, it's a one of his one of his better marketing tools. <laughs> but fear can also grip salespeople, and, uh, and failure uh, already pre-thinking out. Talk yeah. about that a little bit about that. I know. Yeah, uh, and it, yeah, it absolutely does. And so, so there's a couple things that I like to talk about when and with fear. And everyone or many people know the acronym, of course, of fear is, is false evidence appearing real. Right. And and what you what you think might happen won't typically happen. You won't get physically thrown out of an office. The worst thing somebody can say is no to you. And all they're saying is no to your your offer, your product and service, not you personally. One of my beliefs is, especially for salespeople, besides getting the tactical and the strategy and the philosophy and the methodology, which is all good and well, mm. you, you, you need to work harder on yourself than anything else. Your self-esteem, your self-confidence, how you feel about yourself. So that comes down to your diet, your rest, your exercise. And most salespeople will discount that. Oh, you know, because they're driving around doing the, you know, doing the dashboard diner eating, you know. And so, but when you think about athletes, how hard they train all week long to play one game for three hours on a Sunday. Mm. And salespeople yet will wake up Monday morning, you know, after having a very tough weekend, you know, maybe drinking too much Kool-Aid or whatever that might be, but they wake and they're not in peak performance. Right. And so when, you know, certainly when the Jets or Giants go out and they're playing their opponent, they've studied, they've studied their defenses. They, they've practiced everything and they're in peak physical condition. 
Salespeople typically don't do that. The best way to to defend against fear, if you will, is is build your unstoppable belief system. Have a bulletproof belief system about yourself, your company, your product and service. You know, if you have belief about yourself, you don't believe in your company or your product and service, go find another one. Mm, that's right. But it has to be, you have to have belief in those three things. So when I come to you, if you reject me, you, not me, if you re, if you say no to my offer, I'm okay with that because there's somebody else. So, because I'm not so worried about the economy, I'm worried about my economy. Right. That's the only thing I'm focusing on. There's enough negative news out there. I'm just, you know, that's why they named CNN, CNN, right? Constant negative news. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now that I don't know if you could say. Uh, uh, oh, sorry about that. Yeah, no. <laughs> you can edit that part out, sorry guys. Uh, but I'm more focused on we're alive. Oh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm more focused um, on on my um, on on me, and then how I can how I can provide a value and service to people, and that's, right. that's really it. And that that helps that helps minimize fear. Well, also I heard you know it's funny because my father always said old sayings stay around for sure. a reason, you know. And one of the ones I always heard relative to that was action conquers fear. You sure. Know? And so many times we sit there and we fear something, but when you do it over and over and over again, it becomes less fearful. And, and of course, going out there in action is what salespeople need most today. Yeah, I think if you can program yourself to where when you have a question, should I do it? Mm-hmm. Do it. Take that action because once you expand out of that comfort zone, you keep expanding, you keep expanding, you keep expanding. And that's really – the bottom line is get out of your car. Go meet people. Pick up the phone. And just once you have that breakthrough, you know, it's not, it's not that bad. Right, You're just right. trying to engage another human being. Somebody might go, I'm calling on this Fortune 500 company. No, you're not. You're calling on one person that's inside that Fortune 500 company that has the same problems you might have. That's right. That's and that's right. all you're doing is trying to get to one person. You're not this global giant you know, company that you're trying to break into. Right. You're trying right. to get a relationship with one human being. Right. If right. you can engage that human being and you can do that consistently and provide value with authenticity, you're going to win. That's great stuff, Eric. We're coming into the last minute of our show, and I know I asked you if you had a quick, funny story to tell, uh, and I'm going to let you finish with that because we only have about a minute left. But we're here with Eric Taylor, Mastering the World of Selling. And uh, if you haven't checked it out yet, uh, please do. And also you can get online at tandemradio.com. We'll have a link up there for you. You can find Eric there. And uh, Eric's been great with us today. And I wanted to close the show with a quick, uh, funny story that you said you might have for us. So it's, it's actually not even a personal story. I have some of those, but I want to tell you from one of the stories from uh, one of the contributors in our book, Dan Seidman. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he has a great story about a guy who went into an office. He'd been trying to get an appointment with this guy for six months. Finally gets in the office and he starts doing his, you know, nice fishing pole, bonding rapport, bonding rapport. And, and then he looks on the guy's desk and he goes, I can't believe you have a picture with John Madden. And of course, the business owner said, that's not John Madden. That's my wife. Oh, oh. my gosh. Oh, boom, boom. There you go. That goes so, right back. <laughs> he didn't get the deal, yeah, to say the least. So. Well, that goes right back to what Peter was saying before. You got to know, you know your sports. You got you to gotta know your sports. There you go. Well, we're excited to have you listening in this week, and uh, you're listening to Tandem Radio Live. We're here every Saturday from 11 a.m. till noon on the Bridge FM radio stations as well as on the Internet. Uh, you can listen to us live on Tandem Radio. I'd like to thank uh, our team and our staff, and special thanks to... To uh, Glenn J. Delakian II, who landed uh, all A-OK in, in Egypt today. And uh, to our new producer, we'd like to welcome on board, Sarah, and uh, the rest of the team here at the bridge for helping us out. We'd love to hear from you, and uh, feel free to email us and keep in touch. You've been listening to The Good News on Business, a tandem radio live broadcast heard here on the Bridge FM Radio Network and streaming at tandemradio.com. 
Don't forget to join us every Saturday at 11 a.m. to 12 noon Eastern Standard Time and call us and email us with your questions because we'd love to hear from you. You can also visit our website for the latest blogs from Peter and Glenn along with other information about upcoming guests, events, and business opportunities. I'm Kevin Reeves, and from everyone at Tandem Radio, we hope that you have a blessed week. And remember, walk with the Lord every day in every way.